You're listening to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue with Adam Bartels. Welcome to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue. On this episode, we are talking about the data mine up at Purdue University in West Lafayette. It is my privilege to welcome into the podcast professor in the Department of Statistics, Mark Daniel Ward. Mark, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Hi, thanks, Adam. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is exciting. I, as we were kind of talking, preparing for this, this is going to be a learning experience for me as well. I'm excited for the opportunity just to share what the data mine is and, and get to learn along with our audience on this episode. Uh, before we jump into the data mine itself, just kind of introduce yourself to our audience, who you are, where you're, where you're from, and how you kind of got to Purdue. Sure. I'm, I'm from Southwestern Ohio originally. My wife and I both did our PhDs at Purdue, uh, finished in 2005, had a postdoc at Penn, and then got hired on the faculty in 2007 and just love being a Boilermaker. My wife and I expect our seventh baby in January and we just, uh, we, we, we love the Lafayette area. We couldn't be happier. That's awesome. Yes, it is beautiful up there. And um, I graduated in 2004. So we're uh, just a little bit apart there. I spent some time, I guess, on campus together there, <laughs> even though we didn't know it. Uh, and congratulations. That's awesome. And you are a busy man whether you're at work at home, right? <laughs> We're having fun. That's <laughs> yeah. hey, awesome. Uh, babies, I think, are a blessing from the Lord. So that's 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 really great, Mark. I'm Thank glad you. to hear that. That's awesome. Well, let's talk about the data mine. For those who don't know, kind of like myself, as I've been learning, uh, researching for this episode, what is the data mine? The data mine, it's, it's meant to be the university's uh, sort of data science for everybody program. Any, any student can study in data mine any undergrads and any graduate students. And we, we think of it as a way to learn some data science while the student is learning agronomy or ECE or the health sciences. Um, it's meant to enable students to learn just enough data science competencies that they can kind of differentiate themselves from the other students in their program, you know, have kind of that, that business acumen, the data sciences when they get out in the real world and need to apply it, so. Cool, so, so something like, any student can implement in any of their studies, it sounds like. That's our hope, yes. <laughs> it really is meant to make it very accessible for the broad population at Purdue, that's right. Cool, and is this a, like a multi-year program? Is it a course? Can I explain how that works? Sure, everybody in DataMind takes seminar with me. Every week we have a project, the whole academic year, it's a year-long experience. Students are able to come back year after year if they want and be in DataMind as many years as they like and just build on what they're learning as they go. And then we have partners on campus and off campus. We've got learning communities throughout the campus who offer programs that build on the data mine material, research professors who really want these students in their labs. And then we have approximately 50 corporate partners projects as well with uh, entities out in industry who really seek to recruit these students. They'd like them working full-time uh, with them in the long run. So they're kind of growing their workforce in a sense. <laughs> That's cool. And there's a sense of community here too. I think you just kind of a little bit of a touch on it. I see like most of these, is it all these students or most of these students also live in Hillenbrand together? Yeah, the, the first year students are in data mine when they just come to Purdue, we, we really strongly encourage them to live on site and build that sense of community as you alluded to Adam. And then after that, they're welcome to live there and really kind of support each other. And we have our seminars on site in Hillenbrand Hall too. So it's it's meant to be really on the student's turf, you know, very student-centric. And I assume a lot more access to computers and, and research within this one building. Well, in, in the building, what the students do is we, we actually meet in the dining court. Okay. 
<laughs> it's meant to be really organic and the students bring their laptops and then they connect though to the high performance computing clusters on campus and really get that sense from day number one at Purdue that they can take advantage of all the research infrastructure Purdue has and so they're working on some huge Unix machines right from the first day in the data mine that's pretty wow. exciting that is really cool yeah. And, uh, I mean, yeah, especially for those of you that are kind of going through this together, you're like mentioning their first year just to, to have a community of people who are going, uh, living this alongside them as well. I'm sure that's a huge boost to them just for to build, build that community and yeah, build up each other, right? <laughs> so, right. That's right. Uh, cool. Talk about when this started and why this started at Purdue. Yeah, before we had data mine, the National Science Foundation had a, a workforce opportunity at Purdue for five years we had a, a series of 20 students per year living in community in the same hall you mentioned hill and brand hall and working together on research learning some statistics and it just seemed to really resonate with those students they were all undergraduate sophomores and while they produced i think more than 170 research papers and conference talks it was just a tremendous research output so the last year of that grant 2018 the provost asked would what if you had 100 students in a year? What would that look like? Ramp it up from 20 to 100. So we did, that was a lot of fun. And then the grant wound down and we said, well, what if we just really opened it up very broadly at Purdue? I think we had maybe 600 students the next year. And now, now we've grown to I, maybe 900 students this year. We started admitting graduate students as well. And um, it just seems like a model that really resonates with students. It seems to be effective, so. yeah. Effective and a successful, obviously. That was one of my next questions. Let's talk about the success. I think those numbers al alone speak for themselves, but just talk about you know how the students grow from this and how they can take that, you know, postgraduate. Right, right. One one thing, Adam, we like to emphasize is <laughs> I, I don't want to say this the wrong way, but nobody needs the data mine. It's it's not a requirement for anyone's undergraduate or graduate programs. The students seem to matriculate into data mine kind of by word of mouth because they perceive value they keep getting internships based on it. Um, it, it it seems to be something that's really a very practical value as they get into the workforce or into graduate study so wow. and yeah. we're using data everywhere right so i mean i'm assuming this is just again like we kind of touched off earlier and just, it can be implemented anywhere at any time right that's right. That's right. I mean, no matter what kind of research you get into, no matter what sector of industry you want to work in, you're, you have the potential to really just uh, be inundated with data and the work that you're doing really transform the environment that you work in if you know how to do this. And I hear this term big data thrown around a lot. Can you explain what big data is? Absolutely. The, the size of the data that people are working with has just grown and grown. And companies will now routinely have whole data lakes of information. Um, huge repositories of cloud-based data that they need to work on. But Adam, it's the complexity of the data too. It's the ability to gather data at really high speeds and do some very large kinds of visualization and streaming analysis, very sophisticated kinds of analysis. So it's, it's not just the size, but the complexity uh, and predictive ability. Uh, uh, so, so really the, the need for data analysis is growing in just every kind of way we can imagine. And using everything, including, I'm assuming, even in this podcast episode where I put it on the internet and put it out on all the audio platforms, data is even being used in that, right? Tracking all this. It's true. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Visual, audio, uh, again, streaming everything nowadays. Really amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's incredible. You touched on the, uh, the, the corporate partnerships earlier. If you can talk about how the data mine uh, cor corporate partnerships business with businesses in Indiana work. 
and, yeah. and elsewhere too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and and uh, again, really, I owe a lot of thanks to our managing director for corporate partnerships. That's Maggie Betts. Um, she has really helped grown this program, and we've got so many partners around the state of Indiana and then throughout the country. They they work with students the whole academic year, very much like our data mine model. It's really experiential. The students, in almost all cases, get to work directly on companies' data and work on problems that the companies are, are wrestling with. They work alongside mentors from industry and get to really understand that culture of how data is used to transform a business. So they'll frequently get a project from a company in August and they'll work through the whole academic year and they'll have deliverables as they go along. And some students will even choose to stay and work with the company year after year. And then that really, it enables the university also to build its partnerships uh, 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 with, with, with our with our our colleagues out in industry with the national labs and so on that's that's perfect for i mean getting getting students jobs right out of college too i mean that's it's huge that's what a big part of purdue is right with job placement and especially when you know i know uh president daniels up there especially when he's governor uh, the importance of also keeping these guys uh these students in indiana as well you know <laughs> obviously it's good to go across the country but you know if we can keep a lot of our our students and jobs in Indiana, I'm assuming those corporate partnerships are huge in playing a part in that. That's right. It's it's the case nowadays, too, that other colleges around the state would like to start programs like this. We, we've been fortunate to get a Lilly Endowment grant that enables us to help other colleges to spin up data mine models on their campuses. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we also got a grant from the National Science Foundation that lets us start partnerships with uh, minority serving institutions all around the country. We've got more than 120 partners on this new grant that we're just just starting and really trying to be a good partner and help other universities spin up efforts like this. That's fantastic. You, you kind of touched on my next question with these initiatives and grants and in other schools. Let's start with this one. I saw the release, of, of, I think a few months ago, about the Indiana Digital Crossroads Initiative. Talk about that. Yeah, they, uh, they, this is what I was referring to. We've got partners around the state of Indiana who want to deepen their connections with industry, want to have students who are better prepared for research opportunities that are data-driven. Um, our colleagues at, at Statewide at the Polytechnic in Anderson are one of our uh, initial partners, and our colleagues at Purdue-Fort Wayne are one of our initial partners. Um, we also have plans to build a black data mine opportunity here at Purdue to partner with the Indiana School for the Deaf in Indianapolis. Um, we, if everything goes the way we, we would like, it'd be neat to have data mine like models on many, many of the campuses around the state by the time our five-year effort uh, with Lily Endowment is up. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, just to see that spread and to give uh, more students from all diverse backgrounds an opportunity to participate and learn and grow from this. That's awesome. And then, yeah, you kind of touched a little bit on the other colleges. Are there other colleges across the country or the state reaching out to you guys that want to, you know, model this as well? There are the NSF grant that I mentioned. We actually had more than 120 partners who said if, if National Science Foundation would enable this, if they would provide funding for student research stipends, we would like to partner with you. And we, we have more than 120 partners at the start around the country. So, and Again, all Hispanic serving schools, HBCUs, tribal colleges, you know, so. That's awesome. How cool is it that you're kind of like the spearheading of this and that like everybody's looking at all eyes are on Purdue as far as this goes? One thing I think that Purdue has uh, done a little differently than many peers is we've embedded undergrads 
so deeply in the work. You know, of course, of course, we want to impact uh, in a positive way the masters and PhD students, but. I think one of the hallmarks of how we're doing what we're doing is just that undergrads have just been really vital in all of this effort and uh, and and we've, we've tried to really cater to, to their needs and their professional development as we've built data on. So that's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, as we're wrapping up, anything I haven't asked that you wanted to touch on? Adam, I just I I I appreciate you inviting me to come and uh, and I want to be very mindful this isn't something data mines done on its own. The, the whole university has been so supportive. We're, we're positioned in the office of the vice provost for teaching and learning. Every college in the university and our partners throughout the state and around the country have just made this possible. None of us would, none of this would have been possible without so many great partners. So yeah, awesome. much credit awesome. to all of our partners and friends. That's awesome. Thanks for adding that in. Hey, Mark, I appreciate this. this is really cool stuff and a just excited to see how this continues to grow and expand, like you said, across the state and the country. That's going to be awesome just to see how, you know, this expands and how it's all a big part because of what started here at Purdue uh, and West Lafayette. So that's awesome. Mark, anything else that you want to say as we uh, wrap up here? I, I think that's it, Adam. I, I look forward to touching base with you maybe again down the road and let's, let's see where all of this continues to grow. That would be terrific. I'd love to do that. Mark, thank you so much for your time again Thanks. and just uh, sharing this uh, with our listeners. Appreciate it. Thanks, Adam. Awesome. Boiler up. A reminder, you can follow the Full Steam Ahead podcast on Twitter at Full Steam Pod. And you can always listen to, like, comment, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and tune in. Thanks again for listening to the Full Steam Ahead podcast. Until next time, I'm Adam Bartels.